You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Waystation. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Waystation encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay, and please come again. Welcome back to the Waystation. Oh my God, it's been forever. It has been forever. And it has. Megan is in the house. Yeah, I'm more excited than she is, apparently, but. No, wow. I mean, I'm excited, but okay, (laughs) I I really do have to eat this mic. Jesus. I'll say, you know, you've got your headphones Sorry. on. You can hear yourself. You I know what you know. sound like. <laughs> I didn't do it. I swear to God, I didn't mean to. I just <laughs> and wanted to move this. See, Megan's been out of the studio for a little while, and she just touches things, I'm and like they're like, <laughs> they just fall apart. I just I, I just wanted to move things. It's all I didn't right. didn't mean to move them. So the last time we did a show uh, was back in October, actually. We took a break for the holidays that turned into a way longer hiatus than I had originally planned. Wait, um, was that October for you or yes. was that act? I was about to say, because yes. I have been gone a lot longer, a lot longer. It's been over a year. For yeah, me. It, it's been a long, long, long time for Fuck, you. I'm uh, <laughs> well, you're back now. I That's am. the most important thing. And we have Dave here, too. I have not been gone that long. No, no. And just because <laughs> Megan's back doesn't mean I'm kicking Dave out. You no, know? <laughs> no. He's a welcome addition. To exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's like having Tom, but way better. <laughs> so like a hundred thousand times better. I was going to say, are they even like in the same category? No, it, no. So just, <laughs> we'll just exempt what that. I just said. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan, I'm sure everybody's wondering what the heck you've been up to since she's been creating. I yeah. have. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. you have been. <laughs> it's been a really but, long time. But not indie. She had help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that is a thing. I did have help. <laughs> I have a baby. Yay. So we took a break and it was a break because I got into my car accident and um I think it was the car accident, wasn't it? And I just was moving back and forth and I was just getting really I needed a break. I think it was it was a little bit after that. Was it? it was when you were working you had you were working at like oh, two or yeah. three different jobs. You were like That's what it was. yourself ragged. Two or three different jobs. My job. <laughs> yes. I got a job. I got a job. I had two jobs, okay? <laughs> Actually probably the, I think I had three. Yeah. Uh, it was cuz it was like a side job, a side hustle, but um yeah, I had to I I had to work. I had to get our money up. And then uh when we got our money up, I Got knocked up. I, yeah, I got knocked up, and then I had to quit my other job, and then now I have a permanent job. Yeah, for full the next, time for the next life. For the next, it doesn't end at eighteen forever. years. It really doesn't. Yeah, she's beautiful. River is super. She's oh, healthy. Yes. She's yep. gorgeous. I love her so much. I sometimes just want to take her, but I won't. It's okay. You can, but I have to give her back. Yes, that's the because I will. I. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills that I don't know how to use, but I will you, I will do something with them. You will figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> when put in that position, I feel like, you know, we, we access a part of our mind that just knows how to, like, do what it's got to do. Oh, yeah. You know, that's I think I think that's. I think that's the case for like maybe 90% of people. And then you get the other 10% that's like, I still don't know what I got to do. Or they just curl up in a ball. And mm. just melt down. Yeah. 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 So like, so that's like 5% of those people and then 5% of the other. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, so, you know, my dog, Bella, you know, she's a bigger size dog. She's about 90 pounds. Yeah. And she is one of those, if, if she was a person, she would just turtle up. Because if another dog even tries to mess with her, other than her sister, uh, Roxy, she turtles up. She just lays there and just won't fight back. And I'm like, girl, you got to fight back. But she won't. She's peaceful. And, you know, mad love for her. But that means I have to extra protect her. Because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> A part of me, do babies start getting their personality around three months? Because she's three months. She'll be three months on Sunday. Um, St. Patty's Day. Oh, ooh. I know. Um, but I feel like she's already getting a little bit of a personality. It's just with like her quirks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I want to say, like, can you, how did you know your kids were like mama's, you know, mama's little girl or well, you have girls, right? I have a girl and a boy. Okay. So then how did you know who their favorite was? Um, so Sammy, uh, Samantha would always like just totally chill out for me. Like no matter how worked up, psychotic, whatever she got, she would just chill. Okay. Um, and then John was always the same. With yeah. Her. Yeah. Okay. Cause I think river is literally going to be my child. Well, I mean, granted, she is my child. I mean, but like, but yeah, you're gonna like, be the favorite. She's yeah. I mean, and and there's times where I'm like, okay, I I mean, and this is normally when she gets fussy, I take her, she calms down. There's been like maybe once where I was just like, I tried and I got her somewhat. I was like, just you hold her. Maybe maybe you might be that thing, or maybe it, so he would hold her and it would take her a minute, but then she's calmed down. But I really feel like overall she's going to be. Like my little pal, she's gonna follow you around, and which I hope you're gonna step on her little toes someday because she's gonna be little kids, dude. I love little <laughs> kids, but seriously, it's up they, your butt. They will be up your. My mom used to yell at me for camping on her ass, and I'm like, yep, not to be mean, mom. I was but like, your that's ass my was big enough that I could camp on it. Okay, <laughs> I love you. Preach, my Sicilian mother says. Says the girl who just got really, really mad at her dog for headbutting her in the face. Well, and, and being by her. Well, okay, she she chipped my teeth. Okay, there's a difference between like oh, you know, I'm sure my mom has stepped on my feet or like whatever. It I'm happens. not gonna, I'm, I'm not mad, but like if my mom chipped my teeth, <laughs> that'd be a serious problem. I, problem. Th- yes. <laughs> Luckily, uh, you know, I have a great dentist, and they look better now than they did before. So, hey. but I don't ever want anybody to have to go through that no. if they don't have to, because it you look weird when you like you know you see hockey players with like Bro. the missing teeth. Oh yeah, I did. I did tell you the story that my brother, um, we were fighting over, we were fighting over, um, okay, uh, Space Jam. They came out with their own. <laughs> They came out with their own little stuffed animals. You were fighting over Space Jam. Oh, it was, okay, it was, they came out with these little stuffed animals that were their characters, and they were, like, really skinny. So you had all of their little characters. Well, I had Lola Bunny, and he had one of the monsters. Who I firmly, to this day, blame for the rise of the furry movement. And I am okay with that, because I, I, yeah. will, I will honestly admit Lola Bunny was a badass. Like, she was hot. I, I can't, you can't deny hey. that. You know, Bugs was right when he just went all kind of like meltdown. I don't know. I pr- I prefer Bugs Bunny in a dress. <laughs> that's that's my that's my. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I guess we all make decisions in life. We do. <laughs> Let's get weird. But we were fighting over those little stuffed animals. I had again. I had Lola Bunny and one of the monsters. It was the really tall blue one, and I can't remember his name. And then my brother had like one of the short ones and Bugs Bunny. Well, he thought the blue monster was his one day, and I was like, hell no, it's mine. And he tried taking my Lola bunny, so I we started getting into a fight. It all ended with him grabbing the back of my head, pulling it back, and smashing it. So, like, basically just pounding my face into um, the metal bar of our bunk bed, and I chipped my front tooth. Like, it, 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 half of it's gone. So, you know. Well, you... <laughs> You didn't ship it. I well, no, I didn't. But he, he did. shipped it. I know. So my daughter. So I think it was three years ago, Labor Day weekend, um, was just running around the house like a moron, and of course, running up and down the stairs like I always tell her not to do. Of course. Um, and so she went running down the basement stairs, missed a step, fell, and landed mouth first on the cement floor. Oh, that's Lord. gonna that's gonna crack ah. some teeth. Y'all. Shipped her two front teeth right in half, mm. like broke them right in half. Labor Day weekend, right before school starts. You know how hard it is to find a dentist mm. that can fix crap like that on Labor Day weekend. So we had to t- had to take her to uh, the ER and get them to figure out if there was anything that could be done. There wasn't, mm-hmm. and then basically she just had to wait until. So I got her like I called the dentist right there by the house, um, and luckily they called back and they're like, "Yeah, look, we're all out of town." Um, but we can get her in at like eight o'clock Tuesday morning, which was the first day of school. Yeah. So they got her in eight o'clock Tuesday morning, 
10 o'clock Tuesday morning, she was totally fine and back to normal. And because she was like, she's like, I'm not going to school. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't go either. <laughs> I don't blame her. I mean, you done fucked up, but at the same right. time, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going. Not, I'm not going to make you go to school. I get it. Yeah. I didn't leave the house like, really until I got just to go to the dentist to get my teeth fixed. I'm I, like, yeah. It happened so long ago. I can't remember so, like what happened exactly. All I know is that. It, it's there. It doesn't look like it because it got fixed. So half right. of my tooth is fake. But I, I don't remember if it was a school day or if it was like a vacation, like summer vacation. I don't know. That, so that's like I'm I'm think I'm thinking that I don't like I just don't remember it. So I'm very grateful. Very very grateful. Yeah, it's like the worst story I've ever heard about Space Jam. That's a violent I know. Space Jam story. <laughs> don't fuck with our Space Jam toys. I guess. <laughs> Moral of the story: We don't mess with my brother's Space Jam. Well, my Space Jam toys, which he claimed was his, but. In the long run, I, I at least got my Lola bunny back. Well, there you go. Was not taking that back. <laughs> Sands, uh, you know, half a tooth, though. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> such is life. Yeah, not important. Not important. <laughs> so you had this baby. Yes. Super cute. Yes. Anything else going on? No. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no. Anybody want a wife and a child? I do. <laughs> I mean, I told you, be your baby daddy. I got you, boo boo. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, it, it's 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 stressful. It's winter. I'm waiting for spring. Technically, spring starts in what? A couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, I think. one yeah. of those days. We're in Michigan, so li- <sighs> it could start really June. whenever. It really could. Yeah, we don't have a specific I was about to say, day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was 65 yesterday. Was it 65? And it basically blizzarded this morning. Yeah. I know I didn't know I didn't think it was 65 yesterday. I know the other day it was up to the 50s. It was nuts. And then yeah, and it I loved it. And then it was basically blizzarding this morning. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I think I think we're all ready for uh I was this ready cold weather to go. I was ready once fall ended. See, I knew I knew we were getting lulled into a false sense of security. There's, of course we were. Still more. It's still Michigan. Yes. <laughs> Michigan is This is second winter. No, Michigan is that quiet but brooding, cranky girlfriend who like storms out of the room and you think you're cool. And then 10 minutes later comes back with, and another thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's Michigan yes. winter. <laughs> oh, Lord. I've never heard a truer sentence ever spoken. That is. Or just from, from the oh. other room, you just quietly hear, you know, I just think it's funny how, <laughs> and you know it's all over. Exactly. <laughs> the that's, end. that's me. Atypical it's, me. Oh, yeah, because it's, you know, it's. I not fight with funny. my husband, but I'm over in the kitchen mumbling to myself while I'm doing some. This motherfucker. <laughs> it's funny how you think you can sit up there and go, and then and just mumbling while doing dishes or some shit. Uh, that's, that's, that's a true story. <laughs> true, c- cool story, bro. Yes. <laughs> I should mention before I forget that we do have two guests joining us in studio today. Oh, yeah. uh, we have Miss Sable Fox and Miss Mabel Syrup. Woo! I know. Uh, two lovely, lovely burlesque performers and producers here um, in the Detroit area. Uh, most recently, Megan and I just went to the, uh, the Ripest, Ripest Peach, Peach review. review that uh, Sable Fox has this is her second one that yes. she's produced. We've been to both of them, and it just each time they keep getting better and better. So they're going to be. Yeah, joining I was bummed. Us. I missed this one. The first one was a lot of fun. Oh, the second, the second one, they they stepped it up again. What, oh god! Like yeah. what con was I at? You oh, were Great, Great Lakes. Lakes. Yeah, 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 you were at Great Lakes. The, I mean, the second one was even better. And yeah. And the third one, they're they're getting more people of color in. They're opening it up to like more diversity. And Tiffany, not that it wasn't before. No, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, Sable is is that's why she started producing shows is because she wants diversity. She wants everybody that wants to be a performer to be included. Yes, and there is. In in a lot of industries, and we'll go into this a little bit more yeah. when the girls get here. But in a lot of industries where, um, there's a certain image. That like when you think of a burlesque dancer, you might think of a certain image. Yeah, it's Roxy Delight. It's you know the or for whatever. here in the area. Yeah. yeah, right. So, so a lot of the people that are doing it now are keeping like, oh well, we should have our dancers or you know our performers look like this. Fact of the matter is, times have changed, and all women are beautiful, and mm-hmm. all women. I agree. If you got the courage to get up there and you have the skill, I'm like, I want to see that. I uh, want to see it. This episode <laughs> brought to you by the Hulu original Shrill. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I saw. I saw. Okay. okay I didn't watch it. Shrill. I didn't watch it, but I saw it. It, it was on Hulu last night. Um, and I was gonna watch it, but I was like, I got like three or four episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I need to catch up on. So. Uh, you need to watch Shrill. Uh, Dave actually watched it, I, I, which I was surprised because I, well, I had like a little bit of a breakdown when I was watching Shrill the other day, and I, I did post about it on my Facebook. Um, for those of you don't, that don't know what the like, show is, you I sound think- like such a dick. Like you posted that something hit you kind of emotionally hard, and I'm like, I want to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean it like that. I, just... I want to know how to make her cry. <laughs> <laughs> He's learning. Yes. Uh, oh. um, so uh, Shrilla is this new show on Hulu starring A.D. Bryant from uh, Saturday Night Live. And it's the story of this woman just like trying to become more confident and find herself. Like she's so used to letting people get away with whatever because it's very clear that she doesn't have a lot of confidence in herself. And in the first six episodes, which is the whole series so far, uh, which are all on Hulu currently, so go watch it, um, a lot of things happen. And it does deal with not only, um, you know, dating and friendships and, you know, things like that nature, careers. It also deals with a a woman who's overweight and how that affects her self-esteem and how that affects her career and how it affects all the facets of her life. And that's why I did not watch it. I... And I feel like if I do watch it, then it will hit home for me. And then I will start to cry. And I'm already, I'm already going through like the postpartum phase. Okay. <laughs> you already crying all the time. And my <laughs> hormones are already crashing. So, um, I was like, my hair's starting to fall out. I'm like, I got like, I have some baby weight and like I have stretch marks and everything. So like part of me is still not okay. So I know if I watch that, that I will break down and you won't see me for the next two months well you know what i'll watch it with you you can cry on my shoulder but there's you, um, you promise i i absolutely promise i would love okay. to watch it again um there's a in episode three there was a moment that happened oh our girls i think are here aha uh-huh. uh but i'll so I'll finish this up really quick there was a moment where you get to see ad bryant's character kind of like coming into her own and and realizing that it's okay to be herself and have fun and she doesn't have to be self-conscious. And then just right after that, she gets everything like she gets knocked down like eight pegs. So you see her like you see her growing and blooming like this flower and then you see her get basically punched down. Yeah. And then she gives this rant and I'm listening to this rant and I'm like, I swear to God, this I have felt this and I started crying. But it like, was, I don't even need to watch it. I'm already emotionally just it, dying. It's, it, it, it's super. It was super important to me and super necessary. And I'm glad that I watched it because it was relatable. It was real, and they didn't pussyfoot around the fact. Like, there's no pussyfooting on this show, and that's what <laughs> I like about foot. it. Yes, nobody's pussyfooting, and um. You guys, we have our guest here, and so I'm going to shut we up. We go about- from pussyfooting to the burlesque. Girl. I know it's kind of like a really <laughs> not good the first way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds appropriate, right? Exactly, 100. percent Yeah, yeah. You could just get right in there and just like make Eat out, the mic. Yep. make out with that baby. Oh, I'm going to be mad. Oh, there you go. So we have Miss Sable Fox in the house. And this Mabel Syrup. Hello, ladies. How are you? Doing well. I just dropped my twins off with a babysitter. So (laughs) it's like a vacation right now. Exactly. That is exactly how I feel. Like, drop the kid off with the mother in law. Now it's time to party. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have you guys here. Um, You know, well, first of all, because I think. You guys are awesome. Oh, awesome yeah. performers, awesome Thank people. Um, and I, I love, you know, Sable, like I've, your last two shows were awesome and they just keep getting better and better. And I love supporting local artists and that's what the show is all about. Exactly. So, I'm so glad to have you guys here. And she's told me um, that you're also a producer as well. Uh, I am. I've been producing for a very long time. Um, my biggest projects is I'm the producer of the Michigan Burlesque Festival. Woo! As well as an event called Venus Rising, which is an all women's art exhibition. Nice. Um, which has both have been going for seven years this year. So, hey, isn't that coming up soon too? It is. It's the end of April, April twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Okay. Well, that was it's plug away, girl. That's what this show is for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the event's going? really cool. Um, it's a. Uh, 
All Women's Art Exhibition that caters to artists, performers, vendors, women businesses, all sorts of stuff. We donate a portion of the proceeds to Alternatives for Girls in Detroit, which helps uh, women and girls get out of really bad situations and help rehabilitate them and get them jobs. That's awesome. Um, We've been doing it for a long time. It's a lot of fun. it's uh, two days this year, which is a first. It's normally just one day, but uh, Friday is going to be a more intimate uh, gala with strolling appetizers and discounts and stuff like that. It should be a lot of fun. Wow. That I'm sounds excited. awesome. Where's, where do you guys do that? Uh, so that's held at the Tangent Gallery, Hastings Street Ballroom. Uh, we love Detroit. Tangent Gallery, don't we, Dave? We go there for all the things. A yeah. little bit of fun's been had there. Yeah, yeah. Just, a <laughs> just a little bit. They, they do all the things, good and bad. <laughs> uh, accurate. Yeah. 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 No, I've been uh, I've been good friends with those guys. I've been using their venue for years. It's very black box. They kind of just open the doors and they're like, "What do you got?" You know, I've I've done a lot of events there from variety shows, burlesque shows, art shows, all sorts of stuff. So. Yeah, they let I, me kind of just be weird, which is nice. <laughs> that it's nice to have the space to be yourself and be weird yeah. and fun oh, and yeah. just do your thing, you know. And it's large; like you can uh, rent just the smaller side, or you can rent the whole building. Which you know, you have that capacity of like a hundred people to hundreds of people, so it's really nice. Awesome. And I know that uh, Miss Table Fox has another uh, ripest peach review coming up here soon. I do. Uh, the tickets just went on sale yesterday. Uh, the upcoming show is for May 25th. Ooh. Beautiful. I, I did save it on my calendar, too. Well, you should. You'll see some familiar performers and some new faces. I'm really excited for it. <laughs> we were actually talking a little bit about that because um, I earlier in the episode, I mentioned that you guys were coming in, uh, you know, while we were talking and, um, you know, that. The burlesque girls are always late. Ah, yeah, you know, you got fashionably late. Guess what? She got Have a job. She's been working. She got a job. A muggle life, okay? Yeah. <laughs> There's two sides to this story, okay? Um, up. But what? One of the things that that made you kind of get into producing was like that you did. You saw that there wasn't diversity to the, to. The, a lot in these burlesque shows that are going on in the area. Is that correct? Um, that's partially true. I mean, um, there is a little diversity, but I feel like there could be more. Like, there's always more chances to bring more people and more unknown people into the events. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to keep a rolling cast going. And, you know, like the other day, I was like, you know, I need more people of color on my shows. I'm like, I'm not seeing that enough. And I'm seeing girls like, I don't have a chance to perform. I'm like, come to my show. Please do. I want people to see you. You're amazing. It's definitely a common thing, which is kind of weird for the Detroit metro area in general. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the burlesque shows you'll see have kind of a standard set of performer. You're going to see your uh, skinny white girl. And <laughs> look, yeah. don't don't get me wrong. They're talented and they're beautiful and they're doing the thing. That that's all you're seeing. And you know, me and Sable are kind of in the same boat as we like that diversity. You know, we want to see bigger folks. We want to see men up there. We want to see people of color, uh, Latinos. We want to see the queer folk. We want to see that diversity because. I mean, it's the world. We're diverse. Like, exactly. Why are we sticking to just one particular audience, one particular yeah. performer? I agree. And, you know, uh, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm actually a clown. Like I'm a vaudeville burlesque clown. So I'm I'm a whole category in, <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> um, but I grew up in like theater and vaudeville where there was more comedy and music and burlesque and you get the whole rounded show. And that's something that's also not seen. And like – it's really sad because the audience is so diverse. Like in my shows, they're from ages 18 to 70. You know, you're going to get your lawyers and your businessmen and then your punk rockers and your queers and like you're all in it together. So why aren't you catering to all of it? I agree. Absolutely. And that, and I'm on the same like I like like in art, like art should imitate life and Life is more than just skinny white women. Like, let's just be. Oh honest. yeah, <laughs> like it's just the truth. And, and then, but it also goes to it also goes for the people who are watching these shows. Don't get me wrong. I was like, the, the, the who's to say that you know, person A, they might love seeing you know skinny white women. Oh, absolutely. But and, hey, and me, beautiful. I was about to say me personally. I was like, I like seeing them all. So I'll, yes. like, I like just. 
What got me in All the burlesque was uh, Dirty <laughs> Martini, who is yes. uh, an amazing performer. She was my headliner for the festival last year. Um, I fell in love with her about 15 years ago before I even started doing burlesque. She's a bigger oh, woman my and she has more personality Sorry. than like pretty much anyone I've seen on stage. And she brings it. And like that's what I saw somebody who was – I was like, that's a real person up there. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like Dita Von Tees. She's gorgeous. She's talented. But I'm yes. like, I'm not Dita Von Tees. I ain't going to get in a champagne glass and rub myself with an olive. But here's Dirty Martini, <laughs> this big, beautiful woman, like just like owning the stage. I'm like, I can do that. And that's what – like it should empower people. And when you see an average person, you're like, oh, my God, she served me coffee and now she's up on stage. You know, like you connect <laughs> with it. And and that's what art should be is that connection. Definitely. I won't lie. After my first show, I got a lot of people coming to me. I was like, I saw somebody who has a body type like me. And it made me so happy with my body. I'm like, that's what I want. Exactly. I want people to see people like them and be like, hey, I relate to this person on that level. And that makes me feel better about myself. And that's what it's all about to me is making people feel better about themselves. And that's exactly how I felt when I <laughs> actually the first show you put on. I was that I was actually pregnant. Um, so <laughs> I was, I was about ready to pop soon. Um, but watching it up on stage, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, these women are full figured women. They got the bust. They got the, the, they got the curves and they, and they look extremely happy doing something that they love. And that to me was like a big, Listen here, bitch, you need to you need to stop, you know, wallowing in self-pity and get up there and be like the fabulous you that you are. I mean, it, it, who cares if you're a couple of pounds? Who cares I was like, if you're pregnant? It, it was, it was, oh, I was about yeah. to say, and at the last show, I have show, done yes. pregnant burlesque. Oh, I, you know what? Has done pregnant burlesque. And yes. you know what? And watch, I swear, watching those, watching her on stage for your last show, I was like, one, she didn't look seven months pregnant. Two, the woman was moving more than I could. Just I was like, it's a struggle to get my damn shoes. I was like, I can barely get my damn shoes on, my slip-on boots, and she's over here doing splits and shake. And I was like, I need to work out more or just stretch more so I can move like that too. I was like, damn, I'm sitting in the seat just shimmying and shit, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay. Yep, you know, yeah, that was done. That was really impressive. And she She was great. A lovely human, too. Like, just talking to her, like, before the show, I'd never met her before. She's just, like, the biggest sweetheart. Yeah, I've known Luscious. She gives off. Yeah, I've known Luscious for, we've, She's been performing as long as I have, about a year more. She was actually one of the first, like, Detroit burlesque girls I met. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's been a sweetheart (laughs) always and forever. And watching her perform pregnant, uh, you know, I've done it. And I had twins uh, and I did it pregnant. And I props. Yeah, I did it. Uh, pretty much up until I gave birth or as, as far as I could. So watching her do it, uh, you know, there's a lot of stigmatism when it comes to being pregnant, things like that. She got dropped from shows, things like that because she was pregnant. Wow. And they were like, it's a liability. And these are, you know, if your doctor says it's okay, I think that's all that really matters. So it was disappointing. So it was nice to see her on stage and, you know, proving them all wrong. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I love proving and people she did. wrong. Yeah, right? You know, what's more <laughs> the empowering? Satisf- I was going to say the satisfaction you get to tell them to sh- tell somebody to shove it. Exactly. Especially when she drops into splits. And I was like, okay, oh, yeah. sh- back out the door. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go now. Um, <laughs> Show done. Uh, So I wanted to ask both of you guys, um, because I know you both perform and you both produce. Um, And we'll start with you, Sable. Now, you started performing first. I know that because I I know you. (laughs) We've been friends for a while now. Um, What is the big difference for you between performing and producing? Like, which do you prefer and what makes – give me the pros and cons, I guess, of each. Um, I like performing because, you know, I love costume work. I like making my costumes. And sometimes it's just nice to be the center of attention. When you're a producer, you just want to make everybody Girl. else the best possible center of attention. And I honestly, I prefer producing because sitting in the back of the show and just watching how happy the performers are and how happy the audience is, that gives me more satisfaction than performing. But performing is ma- magnificent. Like my Wonder Woman act, I'm in love with it. You know, <laughs> putting together four minutes of act is just it's a lot of hard work, but it's so worth it. And when people come up to you like, hey, you did a great job. I'm like, that was me. That was me. I did that. <laughs> I did that. That's me. <laughs> and you're and you're 
fantastic at sewing. Like your costumes always look oh, God. beautiful. You always look great, of course. So, um, so you you prefer then the performing a little bit more, just or are they kind of like equal for you? I mean, both of them have their benefits. I, I like performing, but I feel like performing I don't have as much talent naturally as I do producing. Like I'm really good at organizing things, and I have lots of friends who are helping me. And I feel like it's more community effort to produce, whereas oh, it's like it's just me. I better figure this shit out, or I'm gonna fall off the stage. <laughs> and we don't want that. No, That's, that is bad. Maybe it depends how you land. <laughs> Not gracefully, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you get back up, yeah. <laughs> you land like you like meant to do it. Like it's a... <laughs> exactly. We'll see there with the with the the clown. Yeah, yeah you can. Like... Nobody knows when I'm messing up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's like, perfect. Uh, was that part of the act? See, I've never seen you perform, but when when Sable told me that that's what you do, like a part of me was like, no, 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 no. But seeing you on stage as a stage kitten, I was like, okay, I can like I could see it. I was like, yeah, I was like, I I could be, I could totally get it. Yeah, I've been curing clown phobia since 2007 i don't know if it's the like cheerful face or the big tits like it's it's both i can't be scared i don't know what to look at <laughs> so many good things are coming i hear honking i'm not sure where it's coming from you know uh yeah and so same question for you. I mean, which do you have a preference between the two? Um, and if so, which is it? What are the pros and cons for you? Yeah, I definitely agree with Sable. Like, you know, each has their own pros and cons for sure. Um, I enjoy being on stage. I do enjoy producing. I, I think – ever since I was two, I was naturally made to like be a handball. Um, <laughs> I have recordings to prove that. But uh, – so I really enjoy performing. There's something really empowering and opening and creative about it. Uh, I used to be very shy in high school and junior high. And uh, I hit 18, 19, and I started hanging out with the punk rockers. And I met this girl from Mississippi who used to do roller derby. And she did burlesque in Mississippi. And she was like, hey, we live in Ann Arbor. Like, why is there no burlesque? And I was like, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, I, I had no idea. I was like, I know what Betty Page is. You know, um, so I took a little research and I was like, OK, and I, I tried my dabble in classic and I was like, I, hmm, I'm not a pretty girl. I was always like the tomboy climbing the trees and beating up the boys and stuff like that. Uh, and I did this one clown routine. I'm like, I'm just going to do this goofy act. And I made these gigantic clown pants and I stripped them down into another gigantic pair of clown pants. And <laughs> it kept going like that. It was like a Chinese doll. Like I kept taking off layers to reveal just ridiculous clown pants. And the reactions I got and the laughter I got, I got off stage. I was so nervous because it was my first like solo act because I always did like group numbers. It was my first solo act and I got off stage and everyone was like laughing. And like you can't imagine getting laughed off stage. Most people would be like, I'm never doing that again. And me, I was like, that was – I feel amazing. This is what I was meant to do. And so getting on stage still has that no matter what goofy thing I'm doing. And I've done modern dance and I've done more traditional. I don't always just do clown. It just kind of sticks that way because there's something about like that feeling of getting <laughs> laughed off stage. Um, <laughs> it's very empowering. So I, I hold performing very near and dear to my heart. Um, but I do have to say as stressful as it is and as much as I want to rip my hair out sometimes, I, I do enjoy producing more. Uh I agree with Sable. Something about like that natural talent of like I'm good on stage, but something about being organized and helping other people achieve their dreams goes a long way, you know, because they get off stage and they're like, oh, my God, I thank you for being part of that show. And I'm like, I put that show together for you. And, you know, a lot of my shows, I donate money to charities and things like that. So I give back to the community when I can through my shows. So it's kind of uh, my way of helping out. But it is very stressful. Uh, performing is a lot easier easier because you can just do your own thing and then present it to other shows and just show up and be part of not have that stress of like I don't have to pay other people or do this I just get a paycheck as a right. producer you don't necessarily get paid um, <laughs> everyone's got to get paid first so sometimes you're like that was a great event and a lot of people came and 
crap. (laughs) I'm eating ramen for the next month, guys. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, performers and artists, like, are terrible at reading emails and communicating and getting things back and forth. Um, So it is frustrating when you're like, oh, my God, you guys have been doing this for a decade and they still don't know, like, how to send a proper email to you. Um, (laughs) But the overall experience is it is a lot of fun. And, like, as I said, it is my way personally to, like, give back to my community and my fellow performers and stuff like that. So I hold it a little bit higher than performing. Performing just my personal, like, creative explosion, whereas producing I can be like, hey, let's do this as a community, like Sable said. It is a community-based thing. I love that. Community is super important, and, like, I like that you know, the, being diverse and being inclusive and giving back to the community and being supportive, yeah. you know, yeah. because women, it, it's very natural. It's been ingrained in us by the media and by men to tear each other down. Yeah. And so when I see women like you guys lifting each other up and being positive, it's it's like a breath of fresh air yeah. because too often – you, you don't see that. And it's really sad. So I think it's a beautiful it's, thing. It's too easy nowadays to belittle someone. Um, and it, it seems like, it, it, granted, it shouldn't be that hard to just be like, you know what? You did great. Or you know what? You know, to, to be that positive role model. But for some reason, it's like nowadays to see someone actually care about their community and to give you support, I, I feel like... It, it's hard to come by. And when you see it, it's it's fantastic. It's a great feeling. I think right. social media plays into a lot of that because I think people can hide. Yes. Mm-hmm. They can say things. They can uh, be more candid whereas, we, you know, back in the day we used to just keep our mouth shut. <laughs> like, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. Girl, but you'd still go do whatever and you'd leave your house and you'd go <laughs> do events and stuff. And now too many people are so easily – trapped in their house behind computers behind screens i mean don't get me wrong i'm all about being anti-social but at the same (laughs) time i mean mother of twins i hide in my bathroom i'm like i'm not actually going to the bathroom i'm just on facebook uh you know like i i understand that but you know there is a point where you know my my events are yearly that's how anti-social i am i come out once a year um Like Santa Claus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Twice if you're lucky. Santa Clown. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I get that aspect. But at that same point, you have to break that, like, uncomfortable barrier and, like, start meeting the people you live around. And, oh, yeah. You know, there are artistic people and people who are in this community. And a lot of this is underground. There actually are communities going out there and doing stuff, but they don't make their voices loud enough. People don't know that they're out there. Honestly, I didn't know the first thing about burlesque until sable introduced me to the whole light of it all um and then we actually saw dita and dirty martini which why i was freaking out because i absolutely like she was she was like the one that was like i she looks just like me yeah i I can i could do that if she could do that oh my gosh that woman girl you missed out she had a workshop in september I'm sorry. Michigan Burlesque Festival. <laughs> I was pregnant in September. Hey. <laughs> and performed with twins in my You know what? That's just... a, I understand. I understand. <laughs> it's not an excuse now. Nope. It was then. No I didn't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't know it was okay. <laughs> uh, no, every year for the Michigan Burlesque Festival, uh, our headliners generally host workshops. So they have um, Foxy Tan is another great. Uh, she's our MC for the festival. She's from Minnesota. She is a big, beautiful black woman who will sass you right out of that venue. She's amazing. Um, We've had her back every year because I performed at the Windy City Burlesque Festival in Chicago, and she was our MC. And we, my troupe, performed right after like a very emotional suicide themed act, and we were like, "Oh, this is deep. How the fuck do we follow that?" Um, But luckily, we had eight prancing gold Lemay unicorns uh, to follow that. So her, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and her response after was, what the fuck was that? And I went up to her and I'm like, you are my host from now on. Like, I love you. I don't know who you are, but we are best friends and I'm going to hire you every year I, I think can. that's how, I think that's how friendships are formed nowadays. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I like you. 
Um, you seem very similar to me. We're just friends now. Can that be a thing? And then they kind of just nod and be like, yeah, I guess so. And so, then, yeah. so from then on, there, there yeah. you go. So she's been our MC every year because of it. <laughs> I love it. We're reverting back to childhood because I feel like that's how I made friends when I was a kid. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. we're friends now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then we were just friends. Yeah. You, you know. have the same doll as me. We're friends now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, just, we're just kids trapped in adult bodies. There's For nothing me, wrong with that. <laughs> For me, it was like your grandfather has a pool. We're friends now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Motivated friendship. So, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. I had a question and it just went. The answer was 42. Don't worry. It's always the answer. Always. It's so, always. I, I guess. So is, is burlesque seeing a resurgence now? Burlesque has never left. Well, I know that I never left, but it seems like I'm seeing more and more events and I'm seeing more – or is it just – I'm media. noticing it more. So it's a misconception, especially in the Metro Detroit area. Burlesque has been here since the 1920s. Um, well, but I mean the so is heroin, but the, heroin's making a comeback. So. <laughs> it hasn't. So it, heroin's always been around too. It hasn't been making a comeback. It's just more well known. As gotcha. I said yeah. earlier, there's a lot going on in the underground scene. So burlesque has always been around. And when I started 12 years ago, there were already burlesque scenes in Detroit. Hell's Bells, Spag Burlesque was a thing. Spag Burlesque turned uh, some of the Detroit's like luscious or some of the performers like luscious started their own troupe, Detroit Dizzy Dames. Uh, I came in. And soon after Detroit Dizzy Dame started with the Tickled Fancy Burlesque Company in Ann Arbor. This was about 15 years ago. So I'd say the resurgence, if you will, actually started around that time. Because from the 70s up until that time, it was kind of more – came more strippers, became a lot more just like exotic dancers and not actually like uh, burlesque. It kind of became more club – club scene than a burlesque show. Um, so about 15 years ago that what you will resurgence actually made its appearance and it, it it's going in waves and it's always been here since then but I feel this past year because of the Detroit School of Burlesque opening up it's become more known that there's a scene you know and they've been producing out a lot more performers and, and like what you just said reminded me of another question that I was thinking yes. about earlier <laughs> about, okay so for people that don't know what burlesque is, a lot of them just assume that you're strippers. That's that's the assumption like yeah. that people make because, you know, it involves like, you know, you so are that's taking a good off. assumption we get naked. Yeah. Mostly naked. Mostly. <laughs> Depends what state and where you're at. Ooh. Some states let you do a lot more and some oh. places let you do a lot less. So. so I mean, for people that don't really know what burlesque is, what's the the short the short What's Michigan burlesque? Yeah, what is because that's what we, we're talking about. You know, the Detroit scene yeah. and how it is here. So, what is Detroit burlesque? Would you say? I think every performer and producer will give you a different answer to that question. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I think everybody starts it for their own reasons. I think everybody continues it for their own reasons. So their perception of what burlesque is varies uh, vastly. I think. Um, you know, some people will tell you that burlesque is more showgirl, theatrical showgirl, if you will, um, the rhinestones, the glamour, vintage-esque kind of style. Um, and it is predominant in the metro scene. Um, I personally tend to go with a more kind of European view of what burlesque is. And there's actually more vaudeville. It is a more well-rounded show, like burlesque is actually just a theatrical show. It's not just the striptease. It used to be more vaudeville and comedy and skits and plays with a random showgirl thrown in. It wasn't the entire (laughs) show based around sex. It wasn't until it came to the Americas that it became more sexualized and more about the woman with on an occasional clown or vaudeville. Because that's what America does. Yeah. (laughs) We try to make everything sexy. And and not saying it didn't happen in Europe, but like it definitely, once it came to America, that's where there was a vast change of like, it's all about the woman. Um, So I try and stick with, you know, it's hard because you say burlesque and you get burlesque performers that are the showgirl or whatever and you don't get, you know, and I'm like, no, I like comedians and acrobats. People are like, yeah, I don't want to be in a burlesque show. So they kind of like <laughs> set their own barriers there. Um, but I try and I know Sable does too is book performers who have variety. You're going to get your what we call nerd-lesque, which is like the more like themed on video games or 
movies or some kind of current. I love me some nerd less. Yeah, love I, it. I do too. And yep. It's funny. You know, you'll also get the talent of like there are musicians and singers and actual dancers. You get the people who are amazing at costumes who can come out and you're like, you're freaking sparkling diamond and like that's that's their shtick because they're so good at costuming that they're a walking chandelier and things like that and it's beautiful and there is such a variety of burlesque so it's not an easy question to answer that yeah, was very, not a short broad that, that's okay all. you know what for, for those of you that don't know what burlesque is just google it yeah that might go be, on to the google um, i don't know and, how uh, accurate google is yeah i'd say in the shortest term it is a theatrical tease bam Boom. Theatrical. That's that like super short. I love it. That was like <laughs> right to it. There's the long 20 explanation yeah. and then there's the two second version. You know, I Cliff think, notes. I think people uh, forget the tease aspect is it is, you know, they hear burlesque and they're like strippers, but it's actually accentuates the tease. And that is the main word and often gets looked over is you're not supposed to see it all. It's supposed to be like, you want it? You want it? No. And then maybe you get it, you know. Like, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe. You know, it should be up to sounds the like me and my husband. And- <laughs> <laughs> you want it? You want it? I'm not feeling it. Oh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> to the dishes, we'll talk. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, we only have a few minutes left, and for anybody that's listening that is interested in getting into burlesque, um, what advice would you give them? How would you they took go my about? Question. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. baby. It's I okay. love you. I'm so, <laughs> you you just ask and we'll pretend it never happened. <laughs> it's okay. Boom. The whole point. I mean, it's being said, so that's good. It means well, we're on the same page. Yeah. Because, I mean, even myself, like, I mean, I if I had that kind of, con- like, I would love, I love dancing. I love everything you guys do. But I would have, if I didn't know uh, Sable, I wouldn't know, like, how to even, like, meet anybody who could help me. Yeah. So, yeah, like, no. how would you... How would you get your foot in the door? Like to, yeah, to an uh, aspiring burlesque performer. Go to events. All the events. All of them. No, uh, (laughs) go to events. Like seriously, that's the first step. That's how I've met a lot of performers before they even got started. Before Detroit School of Burlesque was a thing. That is an avenue. You can go to the Detroit School of Burlesque. Um, You know, how I used to do it back in the day is I'd just be like, hey, you're weird. You want to get on stage? And like we'd hang out for a day and make some weird ideas. But, um, you know, a good way to do it is just go to events. You know, burlesque performers are actually very approachable. We are not – we're just normal people. So come up to us. Talk to us. The more we know your face and get to know you, the more we'll want to include you into things. Um, you can volunteer for events. Like we often need stage kittens, which are, you know, the people who pick up the clothes and set props and stuff like that. You can volunteer doing door, helping like flyer, things like that. So I already got my foot in the door. Yes, then, you do. I ran to- yeah. I- I'm putting mine in there. I told her I help. So that's that's a good way to get a basic foot to see if you're comfortable, you know, because sometimes people are like, I don't know. I just want to feel it out before I actually get up on stage. Right. If we're actually interested in performing, you know, get together your creative people, even if they don't perform and be like, hey, like, let's work some ideas out and, you know, just – Jot down ideas. Start videotaping yourself. As silly as that sounds, like you'd be surprised what comes out of watching yourself be really silly. And you're like, you know, that actually looks like a routine. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of amazing. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you know, I think we do that quite often, but I have to be drunk. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, me and Megan. <laughs> me and Megan. We've done some amazing. Things oh yeah. <laughs> But again, I have to be. I mean, I, well, I girl, let's re- not say drunk, but I have to be drinking. I need to get you like three shots of some peach crown, okay? Dude, just <laughs> give me like a couple of shots of tequila, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> the entire burlesque show is you now. Bam! <laughs> 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 I open the curtains. There I am. I'm yeah. standing there. I'd say you know, take classes. Detroit School of Burlesque. Luscious Lamone teaches classes. A lot of the performers teach like uh, private classes. Um, whether it's perform whether it's making costumes, um, MCing even. If you want to like talk instead of perform, you get more stage time than any performer. You know, that's something that's a thing. Um, so there's a lot of avenues before you actually like get up on stage and like try it for real. 
And I have a couple of friends who are like just getting contact me like, how do I get started? I'm like, just come to the shows, meet us. There's one thing we love talking about is about burlesque. We love coming up with activities. We love bouncing ideas off each other. Like they have like get togethers all the time, different people. So just talk to us. We're very easy, mostly approachable. Unless we're covered we're in glitter. Really weird. So if you're like, <laughs> hey, I thought about doing burlesque act like a T-Rex doing burlesque. That's been done. It's been done. Like weird ideas have been put on stage. My the misery one from yeah. the, the daddy oh, that was beautiful. I mean, I like and then the, we at the last show you had um oh my gosh, I'm brain farting on her name. You know the, the girl I'm in love with, Dish Delish? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm after I saw her do uh uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Like I, I was just like, I loved you before. Now I'm in love with you. both oh, of yeah. those performers. Will be at Venus Rising April twenty seventh. Awesome. I was just gonna saying. say. I mean, that's, Mach- that's my Calendous. birthday. I feel like that should be an outing. Yeah. Um, we can make it a thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be we'll performances, be burlesque, aerial. We have some fire performers. Hey. He's got a lovely tangent. We have. Art, uh, vendors, food. There's all sorts of stuff. It's going to be awesome. Put it in your calendar, Dave, and don't let me forget, okay? Exactly. I'll put it in mine here in a minute. I, I will say. do you one better, and I'll promote by giving you a free. Yay! Okay. And we do have to wrap it up, because unfortunately, it is that time of the day. But um, Sable, why don't you remind us again of when uh, your next show is? Uh, my next show is May 25th. The show starts at 8 o'clock. I expect all of you to be there. <laughs> I, I, you know, I would be. I am doing Motor City that weekend. Oh, That's right. why I couldn't help with Doors. And I feel to- I'm, I'm like sad that I have to go sell my comic books and I'm going to miss the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually a bummer for me. I'm going to be out making money, but I want to see your show more than I want to do that. Yeah, Dottie Dart is coming back. She isn't doing Misery this time, but she will be there. She's fabulous. Awesome. And uh, that is it. This is our our first show back with Megan. We haven't had a show in about five months. And Megan hasn't been here for a year. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show. And if anybody um, wants to, like, do you have any, like, social media you want to give out or any anything like that some people don't like to do that um you can look me up uh mabel syrup on facebook m-a-b-e-l syrup uh i go great with breakfast um (laughs) and you can look up my events the burlesque festival and venus rising at fancypantsarts.com perfect and then you can get me on ripest peach review at on facebook and at misstablefox at gmail.com perfect thank you guys again so much for coming in that was some great information and thanks for um you know, just making this a good community here in Detroit and like building it up and supporting each other. Like, I absolutely love that. Megan, I love you. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> I love you. I'm so happy. Dave, I'm, you're the only man in the room. We love you Thanks too. Thanks for your testosterone. Yes, we need a little <laughs> bit of testosterone. Yeah, just- it was so. Contrib- yeah, yeah, you super contributed. Well, thanks for to the having show. us. I'm glad we confused you more on what burlesque is. It's, okay. hey, it's all good. <laughs> we'll figure it out one day. Exactly. Maybe by that time we might be performing. <laughs> Who it. knows? Who knows? It's the only way you really know. Yeah. What it is. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in. That is it for the Waystation this week. And until next time, keep it indie. Deuces.